0: Hello and welcome to the On The Nod pod, I'm your host Will Irini and today I'm joined by regular tipster Henry Gibbs and we have the returning Anthony Kelly after his couple of weeks absence. Ant, how are you feeling after your, uh, your ailment?
1: Fantastic, now it's nice to be off the, uh, the treatment table and, and back at it with you lads.
0: And you're coming back to a big one, aren't you? It's an early look at the Cheltenham Festival. And I don't know what some people are saying. Oh, bloody hell, it's only December. Why are you previewing Cheltenham, preview Cheltenham already? There's plenty of races still to go. But we've seen all the big horses out now. So what we're going to be doing is looking at the the main four races, the champion races of the festival. Um, starting with the Tuesday, which is the champion hurdle, two-mile affair won by Epetons last year. Henry, and no surprise after their fighting fifth win, She's favourite this year. Uh, for next year, beg your pardon. epiton seven to four at the minute. Sam Roy eight to one. Africa Dabras nine to one. Goshen ten to one. Honeysuckle sixteen to one, and it's twenty to one. Bar Henry. At this early stage, what would you be looking to back?
2: Yeah, well, it's it's like like you said, Eperon. is a worthy market leader, isn't she? She was mightily impressive in the fight in fifth, and she is. Going to be the defending champion. Uh, from an anti-post perspective, you can't really be touching it at, at the price she is now. Um, like I said, seven to four. I wouldn't be surprised if you get similar on the day. She's going to go Christmas head. Likely to win that easily, but I'm sure there's going to be one or two, maybe in Ireland that come out and and throw their name amongst. Uh, the market principle so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be advising back an epitente now but I think if you can get around the same price on the day that'll be where my money goes. Um just looking at the bet, and you've got like obviously St. Roy who I think will turn the form around with Apaticadabras on the next start over Christmas. You've got Goshen, who I obviously don't rate highly honey Circle, I'll touch on it in a second. Aspire Tower not good enough. Constantista likely to go with the mayors. And you've got like Boveda there, two old, Sharjah, I think he's had his, had his chance. And then you, you're looking at 20-1, the likes of Benny DeJu, which again, she's definitely not going to line up here. So, if, if, in terms of an anti-Post perspective, the two I like is the one I mentioned earlier, Honeysuckle, just because, although it, it's a pretty good chance that she may well go with the Mayors, but when Henry de Bromad got interviewed, on Sunday, um, last week, after she won the Hatton's Grace, he, he certainly didn't play the champion hurdle down. He said, you only get one chance doing a champion hurdle type thing. And they've won a maze already, he said. So I, I just get the impression that if she does go and win the Irish champion, as taken as she did last year, I think they will have a go at the champion hurdle. And we can guarantee you're not going to be getting 60 and so on if she does line up. Because... She will have won the Irish ch- champion title to to be considered for the big one in March. You're, you're looking at she'll probably go off second favourite and 16 to 1, it's probably worth, worth an each way bet, isn't she? Because it, it's worth the risk at that price. If she was 9 to 2, 5 to 1, you wouldn't bother, but you're getting serious value because, like I said, you will not be that price if she turns up. We know she's got the class. She stays further, which is always crucial in a champion. Yeah, you need a, a good state of the trip because they are going to go at a, a decent pace. The ground, they do like to water Cheltenham on the Monday uh, to have a, have it safe ground on a Tuesday. So hopefully she'll get a, a little bit of soft ground as well, which may influence the decision on where she goes. Uh, the other one I'll touch on is Saldier. Uh, Willie Mullins horse. 25 to 1. Now obviously it's it, Probably at best fifty-fifty that Saldier lines up here because he he's very injury prone. But when he does make the track, he he's so impressive. He, he he's got a, a fantastic turn of foot, powerful connections, and I just think again at twenty-five to one, you've got the likes of Jason the Militant twenty to one, who's just never gonna win a champion hurdle, and you're getting twenty-five to one for Saldier where that's what I look for in terms of an anti-post-punt. All right, you're taking a chance whether it gets there, but you know if it does get there with Honey Honeyshock and Anseldia, they're going to be single-figure odds if they mm. make it, and they're the two I'd be happy to chance at this moment in time.
0: Very compelling case for both there, Henry, and I think you might be onto some for there. And I know that you normally offer a little bit of value yourself, so would you be picking out anything here that you think is just a little bit overpriced at this stage?
1: Overpriced, yeah. Goshen,
0: 10-1. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I knew you was going to say that, you know. <laughs> it, it all depends, doesn't it, on Saturday. If it turns up and wins the international hurdle, you know, in, in a good fashion, it, mm. it's going to shorten up. It'll shorten up to about fours, fives, potentially, to win the champion hurdle. So, go, Goshen would be my play. Obviously, it's got to give Epitance weight, um, you'll get the mayor's allowance, Um and I don't think it'll be five next year. I don't think five-year-olds have got a particularly great record in the champion hurdle. But I'm just so impressed with that. in um, I know it fell at the last in the triumph, but it was gonna it was gonna win by a country mile. So I can't get away from that when when thinking about thinking about this race. So it is Goshen for me. I probably I've had a little bet on it of tens before it inevitably shortens up after winning on Saturday. Um, other ones, it, it's a it's a poor champion hurdle for me. This uh, probably each way money. If I was going to try and steal some each way money, be a bit of an each way fee It'd be show oil again for me. 25s, <laughs> <20, laughs> <20, 20 fives, laughs> that fighting fifth, it... it, it <laughs> It wasn't a great race to watch was it, it with all the drama at the start Showed Oil wouldn't have wanted to lead at all um, Daryl Jacob was, he was getting hindered by not so sleepy It was just obviously the loose horse just running free in front um, I know obviously Epitante went on the bridle and, and comfortable but I think the, the race could have panned out a bit different if the, you know, the, the drama at the start didn't happen so be willing to take a chance on Show Royal for some each way money and Let's say Goshen doesn't turn up, as you know, it's been, that it has been stained a bit. It has been a bit weird, the two flat runs, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so far this season, I, I don't get that myself. And then obviously it was entered, entered about a month ago and got pulled out, didn't it? Um, the day before. So it, if it doesn't turn up and there's a betting without Epitante market, which I assume there will be because Epitante is going to go off evens if Goshen doesn't turn up for me. Um So yeah, show loyal would be my bet there. Um, just on Epitante.
2: Do you think she she'll be bigger on the day?
1: No, I think she'll short. She won't be seven yeah. to four, will she? Um, I don't
2: think she might be around the same price, you know, because she's not going to do anything that's going to ex- excite us further, really, is she? Unless. I can't Not, see anything, anything top notch turning up in the Christmas hurdle, and then she's going to go straight there where there might be a few others that can be a lot more impressive. And yeah, for hi, hi. say say Goshen flops on
1: Saturday, Epitante is going to shorten surely because what what's the next market rival? Saint Saint Ra. Yeah,
2: it's, well, it's gonna be they're going to they're they're racing over Christmas. I do the second and third five, having a rematch where Saint Roy and Abel so I think if one of them wins quite impressively, I think they might they'll obviously come in on the bet. And but I just think there's a chance that we're gonna see the likes of Honey Shopple actually line up here because it's such like you said they've only really got a potential to be. I know she's a, a she's probably gonna be a superstar. And like I said, if I'm getting anywhere near seven to four on the day, I I'll be placing a bet on her but. So yeah, I would be surprised if she goes off around seven to four on the Tuesday. Anyway,
1: I think the hype around that fighting fifth win—it's good. It it, it it is hype in my opinion. It it's mm. it's going to put a, a lot of trainers and owners off sending the horses to the champion with, with Saint Ra, will will JP want to run it up against Deputante? He's going to have Bouveret in there probably as well. But will he
2: want three in there? I think just going off past the races, he hasn't been scared, has he? Like, he's ran, like, Jeski ran against my sense or yours, and that obviously won. I, I think if it was a different race, maybe, but it's Cheltenham, and it's the champion, Erdl. I think he'll want to fight as many darts as you can, and there's not really anywhere else for the likes of with there to go, I don't think. So, mm, I, I, I
1: think it's a waste of you're going to run... Run all three myself, and you, you mm. could potentially pick something up elsewhere, or say one for 90 or punches down potentially. But, um, like I say, yeah, for me, Will, it's going to be Goshen, providing it wins on Saturday and show royal each way.
0: I mean, if you're going to back Goshen, you've got to get on it now, haven't you? Because as you said, the yeah. price is going to contract if it wins on, <laughs> on Saturday in the international. If it, it wins emphatically, then it's going to. Shortened by it,
2: it has to win that race because it's it, oh, second, it, fa- second favorite. I mean, it, it, it has to win come nowhere in a champion early. It has, it, it, it has to win impressively. You can't just win by a length driven out, in my opinion. It has it, to go and win easy.
0: I know, Henry, you don't like Goshen, but the form hasn't worked out badly. I've no I said, No, we haven't seen burning nah. on to, to win the triumph. Aspire Tower turned over, abracadabra to Down Royal, and All Mankind's gone on to win a, a Grade 1 novice novice chase at Sandown at the weekend. So, But then you go to the horses after that, the likes of Sir Psycho, Solo, the Donald McCain one of that, and It's a bit indifferent, yeah. really, isn't it, that triumph form, would you say?
2: Yeah, with Aspire Tower was impressive, but you don't know how fit the opposition was that day. Uh, it, it done all it, all it could to win, obviously, and I, you, you'd like to see Aspire Tower back that up. In terms of all mankind, personally, I just think Chasing's been the making of him. Um, he might, obviously, he may well have needed his first run of the season over hurdles, but he was stuffed, wasn't he, by Baron Alco at Cheltenham on his seasonal debut, and then mm. I think that's when he decided to, to obviously go Chasing. I think that's just been the making of all mankind, to be honest. Obviously, a good horse, and it's great for the form, but I just, I just don't like the way Goshen's been tra- trained at all. I just, I don't understand yeah. this just because it's got a decent flat mark. If you've got a horse that's worthy of winning a champion hurdle, why not just train it like you would any other horse? There's no point trying to win a little average handicap just to land, land the punt. And mm. do you, reckon, obviously, do you reckon it's uh, a bit of fear? Of, a bit of which, sorry? A bit of fear from the Moors, not wanting to run it over hurdles? or Potentially, Is... yeah, it could be. I, I, I don't know, I just... Like, I can understand you. Like, although I like to wind you up in terms of saying it's overhyped now, which I do believe it is. I can't put you off back in at 10 to 1 because it, 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 that's more a respectable price. It was priced up at like 9 to 2, wasn't it, at the start of the season, same price mm-hmm. as the, obviously, Epitant. And I just thought there's just no logic for that to go off the same price as mm-hmm. Epitant. And now you're getting 7 to 4 for one. Ooh, uh, obviously, I think she'll win, but. I can't slag like, it off for putting Goshen you know, up at 10 to 1 because well, it's, it's, it's a respectable <laughs> price. Now, it, it, it I, I, I think it should again be slightly higher, but it's oh, it's, like I said, 9 to 2 and now 10 to 1 without a hurdles run. It's, it's, it's more of a anti post proposition, I suppose, because like you said, it, it should be winning that race on Saturday, regardless of what I think of it.
0: OK, lads, I think that's the champion all done. We'll go on to the champion chase, which is the feature on the Wednesday. And before we get on to that, obviously, we need to talk about Altior getting pulled out of the Tingle Creek on Saturday because it is a fairly significant talking point. Henry, obviously, Nick Henson said that the ground was too soft for, for Altior, but then you see times coming out and the measuring sticks saying that it wasn't as soft as... As Nicky Henderson made out it was. What did you make of it? Is it Henderson's prerogative to to pull Altior out or is he showing a little bit of disrespect to what is the the second best two mile race of the season?
2: Yeah, to be honest, well, I think it's a a bit of a shambles, the whole situation. I think we knew the ground was gonna be on the soft side on Saturday. I don't know why it's it's tough. Firstly, it took them till Friday night to make an announcement after obviously declaring it the day before. Where there was no inclination that it might get pulled out, nothing like that. And then all of a sudden, um, the ground's too soft. And yeah, I can understand. Even, to be fair, like you said, the, the times didn't reflect. It, looked, it was more like good to soft, maybe a, a little bit slower. But, but the thing that annoys me is, I don't know if you've seen the interview with Lydia Hislop, He's got. He was got. Henderson was going on a lot about like the welfare of the horses, and he wants to protect the horse. He, if it's not good enough on soft ground, then he won't run it. But a lot of his other horses that he ran on Saturday won't have liked soft ground, and he he didn't pull any of them out. It was only Altior. I don't know that's going to be like the stable star and that, but he didn't say that in his interview. His argument was he wanted to protect the horse because his job is to protect horses and the welfare, etc. So. If He's going to make an argument saying that um, the ground he wants to protect his horses from a welfare perspective. He can't be run the likes of like he had a couple of one to six shots turned over that you just knew they were going to hate the ground. Um, even Mike Bite, he's running that over there like the national fences on, on what was pretty soft ground at entry. And there's no way Mike Bite's going to enjoy that. Where's the welfare with Mike Bite? Do you know what I mean? I think it's just. Mm. A bit of an excuse. I'd rather him just turn out and say, you know what, Tingle Creek's a great race, but we're scared that if we run him, he might take too long to recover. And our, our main aim is the champion chase. I understand people might not like that, but that's what it is. I felt like he was just trying to please everyone and he was getting a bit frustrated when all he had to do was really be honest and just say it's all about one race for Altio for this season.
0: Yeah, and do you think this needs to be a turning point now? Do you think, and I think I said it in, in our group chat, should there be some sort of rule where after horse runs for so long, you gauge what ground it likes? So between the measuring stick, you have the measuring stick, and whatever it is, if it's in between that, you've got to run it, unless there's a real problem, say it's it's dirty or it's lame. Should, should that be the case, do you think, or...? Are owners and trainers allowed to pull horses out whenever they want?
1: I think, obviously, owners and trainers are entitled to do Any Especially owners, they pay the bills, don't they? So they're entitled to do what they want with the horses. But I think there wouldn't be a sport without owners, obviously, but there wouldn't be a sport without punters. I don't think it's very respectful to the anti-post punters out there that have been listening to Nico de Boyneville. Nicky Henderson talked Altior up all week. Altior, sorry. The thing that irked me most about it was, like Henry's touched on the, the welfare issue. Now, obviously, there's animal rights campaigners out there that would love to t- shut horse racing down tomorrow. Now, Nicky Henderson's comments just play into their hands completely. Like Henry's touched on. Lies it's out it's
2: December, December as well, like, soft ground is as safe as you're going to, it's safe ground for national hunt horses, and it, it just, it really winds me up, I'm, I'm just having a look now at Altio's form, and this idea that he doesn't like soft ground, it's, just looking through his last, his last three runs, obviously he was beaten by surname, two lengths on soft ground, but that was over two mile five, on his, on his ideal distance, two miles, soft ground. His last few runs was obviously Champion Chase 2019 won by two lengths in the Champion Chase, beating Politolo. Um Then it was the Tingle Creek in 2018, beat Undersko, who absolutely loves soft ground, by four lengths, and that was soft ground. Um, Champion Chase 2018 beat Min by seven lengths. You, you just go back through his form and... It, arguably his best form is on soft ground. I think it was just the distance against Surname and it was a tough race. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't think you can use that as an excuse. In terms of that, that the interview we did
1: with, with Lizzie Hislop, now I think he got a bit of an easy ride there. I don't think she she presses him as much as what she she normally would. Um. So like I said, I think he, he got a bit of an easy time and The way way you come across to it was just appalling, I thought, when he was insisting, the ground was heavy. No-one else on earth thought the ground was heavy at Sandown, apart from Nicky Henderson. So, if the clerk of the course is saying it's soft, jockeys are coming back in saying it's soft, and Nicky Henderson's telling the nation on television that it's heavy and that's why he's pulled his horse out, because of welfare. It just... It's a shambles for me, but at the end of the day, it comes back down to the argument that the owner's entitled to do exactly what he wants with his horse
0: or her well, horse. Well, Altior at the minute seven to one to regain his champion chase crown. Shaq and Porswader we've seen win a Cork. Seven to two favourites. Put the kettle on eight to one. who obviously took advantage of Altior not running. Nine to one. No Puck sixteen to one, and it's twenty to one. Bar um and I'll come to you first at this stage. You would you be backing?
1: Um, in terms of this one's going to be put the kettle on for me. I'm fascinated and well, I'm obsessed with course form when it when it comes to Cheltenham. It's one of the last three races over course and distance. That performance last time out, it was on. I think that was heavy ground, wasn't it? And <laughs> to say the least, um, when it beat Duke in Evra, um. Showed such a good attitude that day. It looks like it. It's a she's a little battler, isn't she? She just mm. fights and looks like she'll always get it head up. She'll always always tie for you. Um, she jumps well. She'll get the weight allowance for being a mare as well, won't she? In a champion chase, it's, again, so one. This is a great. It's a great bet for me. So yeah, i I'll, I'll put the kettle on. Um, I know and, and Pessoar won at the weekend, but that's a that was a Grade Two and name only. That Hillyway Chase is a bit of a spoon, nice for me. The biggest opposition there was Cashback, and that's got a mind of its own, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So like, obviously, there's this form in the past that you know good form there, winning at the Town Festival and that, but I'm just I just can't take to Shaq and Pessoar at all, um, and like I say. I was, neither he nor there winning that race on Sunday so Politolog obviously won well the weekend in the Tingle Creek time was slower interestingly enough weren't it than all mankind's time Mm -hmm. in the novice chase so yeah it's put the kettle
0: on for me I actually think if you all turn up it'll be a a strong champion chase Henry I know you think put the kettle on might be going to potentially go to the mayor's chase Um, if she doesn't go there she's got a very good chance in this hasn't she
2: yeah, echo what Anne said. Put the kettle on. You can't, can't be course form, can you, to Cheltenham? And she's won the last three and you can't argue with that. Um, I think she probably would have, it'd have to be soft ground. I don't think she's won a heavy, like Anne said. I think it was a bit of a slag at Cheltenham last time. But I think she'd have to have soft ground to so have any chance. Check on Paul Suave, worthy market leader. But with again injury concerns you wouldn't want to touch it at a short price at this stage um, touch Ronaldo Pallito you can't, can't argue can you defending, defending champion won the Tingle three impressively uh, on Saturday and I'm surprised he's still like 9-1 when you've got the likes of Granite and then 12-1 which to be fair Politologue gave Granite a bit of a stuffing on Saturday so i uh, uh, Pilots not my answer post-election, but I wouldn't put anyone off at the, the place available. I think you could argue that he doesn't get enough credit and he's defying his rising age with showing improvements every run, really, especially since Harry Skelton's got on board. The one I'd be happy to chance is actually one that was third in a single click, Rouge Reef, and you the the reason I'd, I'd put it up is you're getting a decent price now. I think you can get around 20, 25 to 1 after Saturday. and He's a horse that just desperately needs top of the grounds. Looking through his form every time he's ran on soft, like he ran in the Arkle, obviously got beaten 20 lengths by Put the kettle on, but um, soft on Saturday. But some of his runs in between, he, he obviously t- returned to Cheltenham in October this season, running off one five six and just... Destroyed. Um, hand, obviously, handicappers, but it couldn't have won any easier. Um, ran at Warwick last in February, one that was on good to soft ground, one by seven seven lengths. His last start on quicker than soft before that was back in October 2019, one by seven lengths. I think if you get decent spring ground, so anything quicker than soft, this horse is a grade one animal. Anything slower than soft, you may as well press the cash out button because you just need top of the ground and it. You just have to hope with it being a March. You know, last year it was soft, but a lot of the time we do get a bit of good to soft at Cheltenham because it is spring and it's it's just that time of the year, isn't it? And that's what they do target good to soft ground. So hopefully we won't get much rain. And I think twenty to one's fair at this stage. Twenty five to one if you can get that, just because. I think he could arguably be single figures if we do get top of the ground come March. He, he's the one I'd be happy to play at this stage. Mm. And oh, and
0: Henry, Ant, anything else to add or shall we move on?
1: Just on Reef, I was surprised it run on Saturday, to be fair
2: with me. yeah. Yeah, i it, think <laughs> I think the reason he'd run it is because Harry Whistlington has a different mindset to Nicky Anderson. Obviously, he's not as big as Nicky Anderson, which probably influenced it, but... He was thinking, you know what, this is a good, a good chance to win a Grade One. Um, although it's not ideal conditions, the field's not not as strong as we expected, and obviously it was beaten there. But I think he'll have a nice break now and return oh. to some some nice ground. And I, I just think it's a cracking horse on on decent ground. So yeah,
1: I was going to say it's going to need the break after that, isn't it? Because it's 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 right on ground that's unsuitable. That that must have. Knocked the stuff out of him. on Saturday, so he's he's going to need a good break. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you reckon he'll go straight to Cheltenham now? New York or
2: um, potentially? Uh, probably see how he comes out of it. He might try and sneak one more running because um, just looking at his campaign last season, he did have he ran a day after Boxing Day. He's not going to run anywhere over Christmas after running the single Creek, but he did get out in February. So I don't know if he might look a. Uh, maybe a race back in the January. Um, but there isn't much, is there? Uh, there's there's right not much the out there, to be honest okay. with him now.
1: So he's going to need good... You wouldn't want him running on soft again, would you, before the festival, huh? though? Exactly. More than, you have, you're
2: more you'd rather him go fresh, because he obviously went into <laughs> the race in October at Cheltenham Fresh and won that well. So I don't think fitness would ever be a concern. So I, I'd be happy if you put him away... Till then, keep them nice and fresh, keep them away from all this winter grounds, Because the only you've got the Clarence House Avenue that's towards the middle, back end of January, over two miles at Ascot. But you're likely going to get pretty deep ground at that time of year, so yeah. you might avoid that. But if, if that comes up like good to soft, you may go there prior to going to Cheltenham, just wait and see. But I wouldn't be put off either way. Yeah, if Mister whitson comes
1: out and says he's going to keep him fresh for Cheltenham, twenty
0: to one. Now I'll be all over that each way, um, definitely. Two good then in the Champion Chase. We'll go on to the Thursday then, lads. And the feature is the Stayers Hurdle. And I mean, if the Champion Chase is wide open, then solves this as well. Time Hill, cut him five to one favour. Paisley Park, eleven to two. Can he regain his crown? Saya De Bailey, seven to one. Benny De Jew, ten to one. Fury Road 12 to 1 and 20 to 1 bar. And one of those at 20 to 1 and is Roxana, who I've got a little inkling is your selection.
1: It's it's my selection from this side of the Irish Sea, yeah, 100%. <laughs> had a poor season last year, to be fair, Ro- Roxana. I'm not, I'm not going to sort of read too much into that. Stepped up and slipped from 2 mile 4 and 2 mile 3 while it was running over last season to 3 miles at Weatherby. It's absolutely hacked up beating the stayers hurdle winner, listen to Oscar. So it's going to get the Mayor's allowance again in the stayers hurdle. Now, obviously, I know I put it in our WhatsApp group the other day, didn't I? That Did I fancied Roxana each way, and as per usual, Henry disagreed with me. Um, <laughs> so, um, um. <laughs> but when, when you think about it, Benny's a zoo and is it, was a it honeysuckle in the Mayor's last year. Mm. They were in the market for the stayers, they'd be right at the top of the market. They'd be up there for favouritism.
0: Benny's tenth at the minute for yeah. but
1: He's only that odds, isn't he? Because he's not going to be going there. He's going to be she's going to be going the Mayors, sorry. Mm. Um yeah, so for me with the mayor's allowance I'm all over Roxana each way. Um my other one would be Ronald Pump. I think it represents the best Irish form um, for me over Fiore Road and sides of Bear didn't had the ideal prep last season, to be honest. It, it ran three times in chases and then had, had a spin over hurdles before going to the stayers hurdle. Um, I think it would have finished a lot closer to Liz Oscar as well, but he, he sort of clattered the last um, coming up deal. So I think it would have got a lot closer there. And it started off this season with a fall in the Lismullen Hurdle. It was a crashing fall that as well. It went through the rails with the jockey, but I am I am willing to forgive that to be fair. Um, it, did, it did bounce back with that excellent second in the Hattons Grease, and I think it probably would have won that extra fifty yards. It was, it was probably going to get a head up. It was staying on well through the line, so sixteen to one. If it was trained by a De Broms and Mullins or an Elliott, I think it would be half that price. Um, so for me, yeah, um, Ronald Pump. I put, I put Ronald Pump up to win, you know, and I put Roxana each way. Um, I can't see Paisley Park overturning the form of Time Hill. I think both of them will come on for the for the run at Newbury, but Time is the younger, fresher horse. I think that will come on more than Paisley Park. So I can't I can't see that form getting overturned. Um, so yeah, so like I say, Ronald Pump and Roxana
0: for me. Henry, I'm sure. I'm sure if you made them, you'd have the purple and green silks of Time Hill as a scarf, like the uh, rich, ricky ones, wouldn't you? You love this horse, don't you?
2: Yeah, he's a cracker. I've got he's got a, a little place in my heart. I don't know what it is. It's just something about the. Um, it's how oh, it ran last season. I was very impressed with it going into the Albert Barlith. I thought he'd he'd go on and win that. To be honest, been unlucky in running. Obviously finishing fourth, but. We know how well that race is, is working out this season. And he obviously went in and won on his seasonal debut at Newbury beating Paisley Park. At this stage you can't argue with them two being at the front of the market, Time Hill and Paisley Park. I think you've got it just right with Time Hill, slightly favourites, just with them being a bit younger, a bit more up up and coming. It's hard for, for these for these horses to regain uh, a status what normally once they've they've been beaten and if they continue to to get beat, from an anti-post perspective though, I, as much as I love Tammy, like, I I wouldn't be advising a bet on him at this stage. Um, he's around the nine to two five to one mark, and I think the price is gone. I did I did touch on him at, on one of the earlier podcasts when he was a, a bigger price, so hopefully a few listeners got on there. In terms of the others. Um, I, I think the two Elliott charges are going to be serious dangers in this. You've got Fiori Roads, who obviously finished ahead of Time Hill and the Albert Bartlett. Can't separate them by much because the front four were way clear and a lot, like, there's certainly horses to take out. Like I said, I think Monkfish will win the RSA. And then you've got the likes of Time Hill, Fury Roads, latest exhibition. So in regards to Fury Roads, obviously returned, one and nothing race really went off four to eleven one easy on a seasonal debut just showing that it, it looks like he has he has trained on, and um, from an anti-post perspective, there's not going to be much between Time Hill and Fiori Road is there, and you're getting twelve to one for Fiori Road where you're only getting half of that at best for Time Hill, so Fiori Road certainly one that I'd recommend getting on now because I think he will he will shorten over Christmas. Side the Bailey is another one. He was impressive on his comeback run over two and a half. Um, I think Darren, who we had on last week, touched on, he, he could, couldn't pull him up after, after the line. He looked in, in, really, in really good shape uh, when he won that contest. And course and distance form, he's obviously won the Potemps the last two years. Won it last year off 11 stone 12 in a race that's just full of plot horses. So to go and win that, Off um, a mark of 152 just shows that he he, he should be up to this level. Like I said, if he's trained for the Stays Edel, which he's going to be now after winning on his day, he's another one bound to go close. So if you can get around eight, nine to one for that, uh, by all means, I I wouldn't put anyone off back on both Elliott horses because I think they'll both be in the frame come March. One final thing I'll touch on is uh, a lot of people I know, other one of our other tips this Paul's quite keen on Ronald Pump, which I can't see the argument for, but just in regards to the Hattons Grace, where you finished second to Honey Circle, staying on strongly, that race has it's got a dire record in the Stayers air horses that have run in that I think it's been like three champion Airdle winners in the last ten years. I think I think there hasn't been a single placed horse from that contest that's gone on to to go and like place in a stage there. sorry, your horse that's running there, Hatton's Grace. So, although it is two and a half miles, I think a lot of the time it's steadily running. It turns into a speed test. So, although it comes second last year, I think Ronald Pump's had his chance. Where Paisley Park disappointed, I think this is going to be a stronger lineup. So, um, that's not one that would be on my short list. It'd just be the, the two Elliott ones from uh, anti-post perspective side of Berlin, Fury Road, but. Like you said, I do like Tarnhill too. So.
0: Henry's back and Gordonelli to win a first as hurdle. Anton, Ronald Pump, and Roxana. We'll go on to the Friday, lads, and the blue ribbon event of the four day meeting is the Cheltenham Gold Cup. And no surprise that Albion Foso, who's won the race for the past two years, is the six to one favourite at the minute. Milella, Indo, eight to one. Santini, nine to one. Champ 12 to 1, presenting Percy 16 to 1. Lost in translation, what 16 to 1. Say name 16 to 1 and 25 to 1. But Henry album Photo, is he good enough to win a third gold cup? I mean, that will put him in the pantheon of won't it? if he can do that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um he, you, you, know, you know you're know you going to get a run for your money if you do about fo so he's going to have the exact same prep he's had for the last two years he'll, he'll go to Tremor on New Year's Day, um, win there and then go straight to Cheltenham 6-1 to one, you can't really argue from with the price can you one of the last two years it, it's a fair price for me I do think this will be the deepest Gold Cup he'll have running and Obviously, this looks like there could be a few improvers in there. So, again, from an anti-post perspective, I wouldn't be wouldn't be wanting to back the favourites. horse. I love. I do love Manila Indu. I think this is the most likely winner of the Gold Cup next year. I was just really impressed. Obviously, won the Albert Bartlett. So Cheltenham Festival forms there. Yeah, I thought he had quite a bit of a strange campaign last season. Um, I think I, I, I don't think he had enough experience going into that RSA. That just a couple of blunders later, on may have may have told. He comes second to Ladina. Didn't he over a, a, a trip short of his optimum in November, and then he only had one run between then and the the RSA. And I just I just think De may probably wishes he maybe got one more run into him. I think he was the best horse. He Just clattered the last in the RSA and champ just come from nowhere, didn't he? I think in a, in a truly run goal cup, I think Champ will be beaten a long way out, to be honest. I don't think he'll get away with the, the novice mistakes he made. So, it, 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 he'll have done plenty of schooling over the summer, but I just don't think it'll be enough in an open Group 1. Manila Indu's returns won a couple of races already. I think the Bramhead's learned from last year he wants to get a bit more experience into Manila Indu. Won by 25 lengths, first time out of Wexford, and then a couple of weeks ago, he beat Brahma Bull by 8 lengths. So, he, he definitely looks a key contender. The other one I will put up, and it's probably a bit of a, a shock, but I think surnames worth a go in, in this year from an anti-Post perspective. I think if it wins the King George, which it's going to be my selection, I, I think he will be will be tempted to have a go because he's fight He'll have defied a lot, won't he? Everyone was writing him off at Weatherby in terms of how he won't stay three miles off ground. And he, he, he won his he down, really. Cobbton didn't have to move. He jumped so well. He just seemed to settle, jump straight. All, all the niggling doubts people have had with saying aim over... Over the last couple of years, he just seems to put that right. I don't know if he's maybe maturing with age, and like I said, I think he'll go on win it, win the King George. I think he'll turn that form around with Clam as a bow, and I think Nichols will get a little bit excited in his interview after he wins and say they're going for the Gold Cup now, especially with Clam obviously going to win three or punches down. And I just, I don't see why you can't win round Cheltenham. Um, like, he's obviously proved that Weatherby can go that way around, and he, he's, he's never ran there. So, why not? it if he's in the form of his life, you're getting a decent price. Um, I'd be happy to, to give him a go at 16, 20 to 1. Why do, not? Do
0: you, think, do you think Nichols is a bit scarred by the likes of Silvianco Cons? clearly didn't handle the track. Do you think he, he has that on his mind when he's going to run Cerny maybe in the Gold Cup or not?
2: Yeah, definitely. But I don't see why he wouldn't give it a go first. With the like to Sylvan Conti? He ran a couple of gold cups before he'd come to that conclusion. He was mm-hmm. adamant at first it, it was just an off-say. Same with Clown, a both surnames. Never ran a Cheltenham. So, I, I think if he, if he goes, he obviously won the Charlie All, very impressively going that way round, which was one of the main concerns about Cheltenham, that he just couldn't go left-handed. So, he's put that right. If he goes and win a King... King George, I think he's going to be tempted to chance chance the gold cup. And like I said, I just think the horse is maturing with age. I think the issues that the connections were worried about are slowly getting ticked off. And I'd be happy to chance chance uh, and aim at the prices that you get. And then you may, have, with the likes of Bet365, you do get the options to cash out on anti-post bets. and. Mm-hmm. You might be able to keep, keep in the know a little bit with the with the Al news stories, and if if surname, if they start playing it down in terms of he may not be going Gold Cup, I'm sure he'll be okay to pre- press the Al cash out button for um your state back. So I think yeah that they're the two I'm gonna I've already deback Manila into at the start of the season, but I think I'll add Saneem to the list before the King George because. Like I said, if he wins that, which I expect him to, and then Nichols talks up the Gold Cup in in excitement, he'll be a single figure price.
0: And to know Photo was one of your bets of the festival last season, but surely it can't be anymore. This looks like it's going to be a far deeper Gold Cup this time around. No, I think it's,
1: it's hard to oppose. In my opinion, still Albion Photo 4 to 1 now, two time Cheltenham Gold Cup winner. For me, it, it, I'm all over it. A fours. Six, six
0: to one with Hills, yes.
1: Six to one, We Like Henry said, we know it's going to go to more on New Year's Day. It's going to win there. Then it's going to go straight to Cheltenham. I, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to put anything up to oppose it. I, I, I couldn't disagree more about surname. I think the helter-skelter of a gold cup just won't suit it at all. The extra two and a half furlongs as
2: well. That'll be well, point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be tipping say name on the day, but from an anti-post perspective, I just think it, it's definitely on the big side because I think a lot of the horses. Although it isn't going to be a, a great Gold Cup, I've got my doubts about Champ. I don't know what you think about the RSA and but I I love Manila Lindsay from that race. But then you have got Santini already beaten in a Gold Cup, lost in translation. We don't know where he's at presenting Percy probably more of a grand national horse and then you've got Imperial Order not going to go so I just think I'd say an aim you're getting 16-20 to 1 wouldn't you be happy to chance that now? Not for me no I don't want double don't... Will you offer me double? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have
1: this discu- discussion at our, when we're not recording potentially
2: As long as so... it's before the King George <laughs> yeah.
1: No aim um, not for me saying I think just not for me at all. Um, I can't give you much on this one to be honest with you. I, I can't really oppose I'll be in Photo. Um, Santini's <clears throat> slow as an old boat, and he he'll be staying on a deal. We can't really judge him on Saturday's performance. I don't think because he missed after fences out to Nearing. a low sun. Um, throws on won't be winning to winning a gold cup. Not a chance. Um, no.
2: It's just in photo for me. I can't apologies. I can't give you, Master Master Tommy Tucker's worth a mentioned, just in case he goes.
0: Yeah, but that's uh, going on Saturday, isn't it? In the Casper Casper Caviar. Yeah,
2: uh, he'll be carrying top weight there, and I think if you can defy top weight, I'm gonna top handicap a champion Like Daddy has to come into the the reckoning for the Gold Cup, doesn't he? Because um, you can't stay in handicap company. Put it that way, because his mark will be way too high. So I, I think. Saturday's going to be the making of Master Tommy Tucker. if he can, if he can, if the jumping issues that he did have a couple of starts go continue to disappear, and he jumps well, and obviously goes on to win a win a deep handicap with plenty of runners like that. Yeah, that'll be the making of him. Of course, he could bomb out in the jump and could completely go go to bits. But that's another one. That's a huge price at the moment, isn't he? And it might be worth having a little go on on him just prior to Saturday because if couldn't, he does win he,
1: he couldn't
2: can, trust his Cheltenham, and, and he couldn't Well we'll find that out because a handicap round Cheltenham but I don't know the last two runs it, it just seems like a different horse he's jumped well from the front won well and he may need his own way in front that's the only issue but again from an anti-post perspective you're looking at the big price ones aren't you and He's definitely got a bit of class. He's definitely group one class if he can get his head together. So, if they're going to go, they're going to go this year because he's 10 now.
0: Henry, are you sponsored by Unicorn by any chance? <laughs> Unicorn darts and anything. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. That's
2: what Anthony Post-Betton's all about. It is it? indeed. You want to look for a bit of value. I mean, we can all we can all say Epitam's going to win, but listeners aren't going to get anything <laughs> out of that hardy, so... Hopefully we can get a few nice a nice nice few places maybe, and maybe one of the the outsiders can win so I agree plenty of, plenty of decent prices for people to get stuck into I,
0: I agree some compelling arguments made by both you last this evening right if I was can to we be- have
2: one from you well just from the our championship races. Eh, from the you, you took up all I know did, I did, I, did. I, we, I As, we, as, we as I said
0: earlier,
2: I, I, I'd, I'd probably
0: looking at it, as I said, if I was going to have a bet now, if someone said to me, right, here's a ten. what are you going it on? I'd probably put it on Goshen, to be honest with you, just because if it wins on Saturday, which it might do, it's going to contract at half the price. So if I have a bet right now, Goshen, if it was after Saturday and got turned over... Probably probably look at a each way. I think you're getting your money, getting oh, some money aren't you? To go, to, go out, to go out in front tonight, yeah. to a bit of money back, a little bit of top the pot up, I'll have that. But I'm going to give you <laughs> lads, if I give you lads £10 right now for one horse that we've discussed today, uh, what would it be on either, on her nose or each way? And... yeah, i go for...
1: Go for Ronald Pump.
0: Who was that? Sorry, I just missed that.
2: Ronald Pump to win the Ronald States.
0: Pump, sorry. And Henry, Field. Um,
2: On the nose, my little in the Gold Cup for me.
0: If you are going to have a bet, make sure you gamble responsibly and you are 18+. plus. Thanks very much, lads, for the Cheltenham preview of the champion race. I'm sure there'll be a couple more coming up. We'll be previewing novice chasers, novice hurdlers over due course and we'll be back later this week. So, join us next time.